How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, guys. I'm Albie Manzo, and I host an advice podcast called Dear Albie with my brother, Chris. Hey, guys. It's Chris Manzo, and he's right. Okay. Th- thanks for showing up. I think we should yeah. redo that. Yep. Hi, I'm Albie Manzo, and I host the advice show. F*** you. Check us out on Dear Albie. Take right. off your clothes. No. I knew having you on the ad was going to be a bad idea. Dear Albie. Yes. <laughs> That's how the show works. Anyway, listen to Dear Albie on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, hello, my friends. Hello. hello. Bono and Nat are here. Here we are. How are things, guys? Pretty good. Good. Uh, I'm doing great. As you guys know, I just got a pumpkin spice latte, and I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. So, You've been going at it with the uh, coffee people, huh? I had a terrible experience at our Dunkin', two terrible experiences, and I'm never going back to that <laughs> one ever again. And if anybody in the community has had a terrible Dunkin' experience, DM me, because I want to complain about it with you. Yeah, that apparently went through it. She's, she's arguing with people in the drive. Is this a drive through or are you It's standing? a drive through This girl well, hates I mean, me. Part of the problem is a drive through There's so much power on the other side of that microphone. Literally, this specific Dunkin' Donuts, they always just say they're out of things. They didn't get it in. The oven's broken. They just don't want to do anything. They want to, like, put a hot coffee in a cup and charge you $6 for yeah. it. And close at 3. They're supposed to close at 6. They were bagging up trash yeah, at 4.30. Yeah. They're always closed. I'm not that passionate about coffee. Um, uh, specifically, right? But is there a a huge difference or a loyalty thing with a Dunkin' versus Starbucks? Is it very different? I think so. I think so. I think Starbucks, Starbucks sees themselves as Columbia University and uh, Dunkin' Donuts is more like Hudson County. Got it. Mm, I feel like Dunkin' is more like a 
a Rutgers. She's a state school. All oh, right. But like she, and local. But depending on what campus you are, you could be an esteemed Duncan. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I went to Rutgers. I wouldn't compare Duncan to my experience at Rutgers. Well, which campus? <laughs> Newark. We'll see. But if you went, <laughs> I to, would definitely be If you went to Dunkin New Brunswick, Dunkin Rutgers, that would be perhaps like Starbucks. the Duncan that I like on thirty-five. Gotcha. But this Duncan would be Ocean County College. Yeah. Which hmm. no hate. I've been to Ocean County College. Love it. I did notice that Duncan for a moment tried to change their lids. Yes. To the Starbucks lid. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't last. And now it went back to their original lid. I think that they're kind of trying to find a home in the gourmet. I think Starbucks is considered more a gourmet coffee shop. Yes. Versus Dunkin' is very local. But when they opened up a Dunkin' in California, people were super excited because they didn't have it before, no. so it was new and it yeah. was different. But and Starbucks is definitely East Coast thing. more like stuck up. Probably. I love Starbucks. I don't know. At this I point, th- I'm yeah. a big coffee person. I am a big coffee person too, but I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we depends. got. Yeah, <laughs> it just depends. Um, so we had a lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of people doing a lot of things. Um, number one, lots of activity on the Instagram. We talked. Uh, uh, finally, put up some photos from uh, Bono's birthday. Nice, I saw that. Um, you know, which was uh, uh, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, lots of uh, uh, Nat's cast is off. Uh, I took the sling off because I did not want to wear it anymore. Um, so are you still supposed to have it on? Yeah. I don't rec- recommend anyone follow my personal journey with this, but I had to get my nails done, guys. And it also was uncomfortable, and I couldn't type, so I couldn't, like, do my job efficiently. Um, that was not recommended by any doctor that I take it off. So I'm just going to... Just a champ. I'm just taking ibuprofen mm. and... Uh, it's Here we just are. ibuprofen and vibes at this point. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. So a bunch of things uh, uh, to get into, a bunch of your questions. We got some chimes early on. Uh, this one came in. Hi, Pod Squad. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Very, like, that's I like, like that. okay. you know what I mean? That, All right. That's, that's a good one. That's something. It's like official. Um, love the pod and everyone on. I have a couple of chimes. Albie, I was, I was also attacked by a bird for a week straight. <laughs> There was a nest underneath my porch, and any time I went out to take care of my pool or lay outside, two birds, I imagine the mom and dad, would chirp really loud and swoop me, swoop by me inches from my face. Yikes. Also, my mom, much like the Don, had a scare tactic for me and my siblings to make us behave. We have a huge tree on the side of our house, and my mom used to tell us that the man lived behind the tree, and if we misbehaved, he would come in the middle of the night and take us. For a while, well into our teens, when we would play manhunt with our neighbors, we would avoid the tree because we were too afraid to find the man. Jeez. Kelly. It's a little scary. Sorry, Kelly. The man's a lot. The man is a lot. That I don't like the man. sounds like no. a, a kidnapper. That's yeah. a little bit too real. Yeah. Do you have do you have a, a scare tactic at all that you used in your kids? Actually, my um, older son was afraid of uh, robins, the bird with the little red belly. But they're so, so beautiful. I know, but we uh, had him convinced that uh, his misbehavior would spur the robin on to uh, come near him. And we just so happened one day to be at a park, and this one bird wouldn't leave him alone and like kept swooping down on him. And so we kind of used it. We thought it was funny. But a bird attack is like way more common than <laughs> I thought. Now he's still afraid of the red belly bird. I'll tell you what. Oh my god! I, I'll tell you one of the things that jacked me up a little bit. Um, and this wasn't a, a, like a, 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 a fable or anything, but um, I like you know Shark Week is is prime time summer, and I would watch it while we were down the shore. Okay, 
I don't know if this is a new thing or what, right? But I was always afraid of just like, to me, I'd be in the pool and be looking around for a shark. Like, no joke. <laughs> okay. And um, I've been seeing on a regular basis, okay, in Asbury, whales and dolphins. I saw a whale today. Oh, gigantic, I've huge. I've seen a lot of Where? dolphins here. Right here. Really? Yeah. Right here from the boardwalk. I know we saw it um, the beginning of the season. It would make sense that we see it now. But I- I'm hearing that shark attacks are going wild right now in Long Island. And, and uh, uh, I-, I don't know if there's been one in Jersey or not, but uh, Long Island, I heard there's like four of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't go past my, my mid-thigh. Yes. I, don't know. I was actually going to bring that up because I, you don't, I don't know, man. I, go, I feel I like I see you go through I take a dip and I'm out. I saw you go that one time. I thought I was never going to see you again. I thought you just disappeared into the abyss. I was like, oh my God. Like that was, I was that here or? Yeah, here. Here. It's a no from me. There's too much unknown under there. People are pissing in there and there's jellyfish and I don't know. Mm. And sharks, I guess, apparently. Yeah. But um, I like yeah, I mean, look. Beyond that, I think uh, the the big bad baby truck thing for my mom was uh, was a very jarring thing, and I have to ask my mother where she came up with that. I don't love the. I mean, you know what's funny about this though? Dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, the man here just hides behind a tree. And to, yeah, but it it's implied that he has insidious. Well, right. But here's the thing about the man, though. Mm-hmm. When your mom tees it up like that. The man's essentially always there. Like yeah. the the man's on call. Yeah. Okay. Like he's chilling behind the tree. At least my mother, a truck would have to show up. Yeah. Okay. And I I actually can remember, there was a petting zoo or some kind of thing that showed up at like a neighborhood house, and I don't know why I always figured the big bad baby truck had like giraffes in it and shit, nice. like and captured animals. I don't know why, I just did, and that kind of like I was like, oh my god, here's here's the day. Like I'm due. Um. So I kind of would prefer the truck yeah. over the tree. Because you could see it coming. Well, now you're just yeah. taking real estate away. Yeah. My parents just threatened to send me to Italy. <laughs> when I was I've, had, I've had such a ver- – uh, I've had a hankering to go lately. Yeah, s- same. I went when I was 14, 15, and I, I never thought I was going to come back. You haven't been back since? Yeah, yeah. But like oh, when, yeah. I, when, they, when I did go that one time, I was like, oh, my God, they finally got rid of me. Like they finally sent me here <laughs> to work on a farm, home. and I never thought I was going to come back. Yeah, I don't know why I've been. I've been very. Um, I've had like an itch to to, to go out there. Same. I don't. I don't know what it is. I've Same. never been. I've always wanted to go. But one day. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get into everybody's questions. Here we go, dear Albie. Here's a submission. My fiance has an addiction to the gym. I use the word addiction because he goes to the gym for two hours every single day. If he is not allowed to go to the gym due to work constraints or family events going on, his mood will change and he will become angry, upset, and frustrated. This will happen even if he misses one day. One example of this was the day of my birthday party. We woke up. I had plans to spend time with him, but he wanted to go to the gym. We went back and forth for five minutes and ended up getting into an argument, which lasted all day. I would love to hear some advice from the Don, sorry, Albie, or any of the other members. Thanks in advance. Um... He doesn't say not to say his name, but I'll I'll, I'll watch him. I'll watch his back. Okay. Um, Bono, you spend you're you're very into the fitness. I am into the fitness. Uh, would this bother you? Um, I what not being able to go to the gym or to yoga? Well, I think it's both ways. No, or, or if you had a boyfriend or a fiance in this case that was constantly in the gym. I think there's um, you know, I don't know. I I I, I find that fitness for me is important. I find the benefits of exercise. From the research I've seen, long term are super beneficial. 
again, but an addiction is an addiction. Yeah, because and if it was your partner's birthday, would you be like, fuck your birthday, I gotta go to the, I mean, to I, the I, gym? I, I've, like, you know, I've had plans and I'm like, all right, well, can we do this at this time so that I can get my yoga class? Yeah, or, your routine I mean, is your I, routine. I drive home late night no, on a Friday on so I can go to yoga and just drive back on Saturday. There you know have what been I mean? a great so. deal, a great amount of times. Okay, well, your birthday. Yeah. Okay, when we got down to Miami. I was at the gym. Okay, you went to the gym. Yeah. 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 I do think, though, like, that's a very different kind of a... But I'll rush it. Like, I, you know, a gym workout for me is, like, you know, 45 minutes for an hour. Well, yeah, that's, you know, it sounds like, yeah. you know, there's one thing when it's your schedule and that's something that's really important for you to get it in every day or X amount of times a week. But if your partner is, like, can we, like, work this out where maybe you're not there for two hours, maybe we can do other things today, and then you flip out and you fight with them all day long well, plus on the, their it, birthday? It can also be an escape, though. You know, it can also be... I've seen some wild things go down at the gym. So, you know. You say that a lot. Yeah, That's I've true. heard you say you do. it. I've seen some wild things. Mm -hmm. I've been exposed to wild <laughs> things. I've seen, I've witnessed, I've walked in on. And so. When you walk in on things at the gym, do these people jump up and get surprised? Like, oh my God, I'm sorry? Or like, or do they just continue? Usually they, they're like, you know, but you obviously know, like, when the refrigerator, like if you walk into the kitchen and someone slams the refrigerator door, you don't need to see that they were eating. You know that the door was open. Yeah, so right. it's kind of like that, like all the shuffling and the bustling, and it's kind of like, all right, whatever, I'm out. Like, I got to go. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I've seen some wild things, and I'm not saying that that's what this person yeah, is right. doing. So you're not finding this kind of song. Yeah, but um, I just think, you know, I find fitness important. I think an addiction to fitness is problematic, just like any addiction. You know, is it because of insecurity? Was he a chubby kid? Does he find validation only in his physicality? Is he super fit and... You know, it's different. Like if you're going two hours, two to hours the gym is a, two hours and is a long time. Near a six pack, do you have? Then it's problematic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going for two hours, there should be some results. Well, I think that also I I find two hours to me sounds like the type of person that's devoting. It it almost has got to be part of your personal something. Yeah. Right. So it's either got to be part of your personal job or whatever it is, or maybe you're you have goals based on that, or maybe you're training for something. So yeah. like. You might be saying, hey, I'm trying to run a marathon, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Or, hey, I was – But that ends. I, or I, I was way out of shape, and yeah. now – like I, there was a time in my life where I would spend a good hour and a half to two hours there when I wanted to reach a certain goal, yeah. and when I hit that goal, it would stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it went to different things, but I definitely could see the – we're all addicted to something in some way or another. Routine is a routine. Yeah. You know, like – so I don't fault him for that, especially like when you get the endorphins involved. Like, look, yeah. I would love to get back into the workout routine. That's something I've been meaning to do. And when I do that, I can relate to the getting agitated when you didn't work out. Because I have that impact me. It's not that different when I am preparing for like things we're doing at work. Yeah. That take a lot of mental thought and strain to, you know, either come up with a plan or whatever it is that we're doing, right? If I don't, like I have this habit lately where I get very upset when I'll get asked to go to dinner and people will be on me like, oh, just please come out. To me, it's like you're not acknowledging because I have a lot of like this people pleaser mentality where mm -hmm. I'll want to go and now I'll feel guilty and now that's in my brain yeah. and I'll get almost anxiety from that. And to me, it's like you're not recognizing how you are putting me in a position to feel like number one, I'm doing something wrong or number two, 
like not as accomplished as I want to feel in a day, which is going to affect how I feel about myself and my mood. And then, yeah, I I get agitated because I say to myself, wow, like that was irresponsible of you. You could have gotten this, this, and this done. And when those things are done, I put enough on myself where I say, okay, like that is essentially an acknowledgement that your, your, your future just got a little bit more secure. The more prepared you are, the better off you're going to be. Now you're, you know, to go out and have dinner with your friends or whatever it is, um, is, is not, uh, conducive to like the amount of success that we hope something has. So then all of a sudden, if God forbid something goes wrong, um, like let's say you had a meeting the next day and I went to a birthday party instead and the meeting goes horrible. I'll think about that forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the gym aspect of it, I think is a little less dramatic, but like you can have that same type of, um, that same type of like feeling where if you're not sticking to that routine and improving on yourself to whatever you want to prove it, improve upon it, then you might have an internal monologue or talk track. That's really rough on yourself. Like yeah. people get like that, but- you, you know? As an adult, you need to be realistic about the fact that we live in a world where your schedule is not always going to go to schedule. And especially if you're in a relationship with somebody that maybe sometimes both people need to be a little bit flexible, a little bit malleable. Maybe if the conversation had gone a little differently and was a little bit less angry from the beginning and maybe he said, you know, I really it's important to me to go to the gym. Can we just move your plans to a little later? Yeah. Or. I know or, you want to go to the gym. So I it's made my plans birthday. for us later. What, what time are you going to the gym so I can, you know, make it our plans It should have been a conversation beforehand mm-hmm. instead of her yeah. or yeah. him assuming well, that, you know. And when we were in mm-hmm. Miami, as soon as I realized everyone showed up, I left the gym. Well, my thing was this. And not that anybody was holding it, no, no, against no, you anyway. No, I know. But, but like, I was like, around. you know what? I could work out anytime. Everybody's exactly. here. I was just here kind of working out until they got here. Now that they got or here, it sounds more like it's about communication than yeah. it is about the gym, than it is about the birthday. And they have to talk. It doesn't seem as clearly. if this person works out. I, I don't know that if, well, number one, Perhaps maybe. Not. Maybe. But I think that a couple things, right? Number one, I don't know that it's about communication. I think it's about feeling like you come before yeah. whatever your partner's committed to. But right? on if any day of the year you should come before something. Absolutely. It's your I, you, said that. I agree with that. Yoga's gonna be here all my life. I don't know about you. Right. I don't know how long you're gonna be a part of my life. Like, you know, that's with me with dating. Like that's, I'd rather spend time with my family because I know they're my family right. versus a, yeah. a stranger or a one off that well, may not amount to anything. Let's think about it, right? You you're going into that whole situation for, for me, I think what he probably would have wanted to hear, if your boyfriend's obsessed with going to the gym and you wake up at 8 o'clock, okay, guess what, man? You're waking up at 6 to go to the gym. Yeah. So you're up when he's up, yeah. okay? And you're working around them. It's not the same or as important unless it's, like, work-related or whatever yeah. than a career shift thing yeah. where, hey, look, if I'm not doing this, okay, if I'm not, let's say, working late every day or whatever it is, both of our futures get impacted yeah. kind of a thing. That, to me, there's a little bit more – of a wiggle room and a middle ground, right? This is a, you know, if this guy's in there for that long, to your point, I would just say, hey, look, can we have like some kind of route? Like, I would acknowledge it to him. Like, I don't like to, ha- to see how your mood changes yeah. over things you can't control. That needs to be addressed. So why don't you have, and I, and I, I, uh, I did this, I was traveling a lot when we got into that workout routine and I had with Roderick develop a, um, a hotel room thing, I, something I could do anywhere. Yeah. Body weight stuff that would take 20 minutes. And, and 
I would do that and it would make me feel like I did something. something. And that was a very big winner for me. And then what weird, really what happened was not that you're getting results or improving, but like you're maintaining and sustaining that. And for whatever reason, it taught me to say, hey, look, I don't have to go as hard as I'm going. Yeah. Maybe just chill out. You're doing you're you're better off. You're further ahead than you think. So I think maybe encouraging him to say, hey, look, have a backup plan for for this stuff is is big. Mm-hmm. That would be helpful. But also to your point too, understand what it, what is driving and motivating yeah. this element of it and maybe you want to start going to the gym with them or something like that maybe. i don't know like maybe this is something you could do together maybe you're like hey you go for two hours i'll meet you the second hour we could work out together um which he's definitely not going to want to hear because no. when you're when you do have a gym routine though he's gonna be like yeah i feel dude, like I guys like myself. to do the gym alone Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It depends. I like to work out with people. It just depends. I don't know. I'm not a worker outer, but I just know that the men that I have dated that did love to just work out all the time, they would not have liked it if I were there, like working out with them because you know, they get in a, in a mode and focused and doing their reps and whatever sets or whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, you know, I guess the the, 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 the pandemic taught me a lot about my routine and mm-hmm. what I thought was important and, and working out and how that goes. And, you know, now like, you know, I try to make a hot yoga class four or five times a week. And if I can't, you know, then I'm like, yo, I could do this at home. Like you're well, all right. That's what I'm saying is you're like, all right. this guy's going to have a meltdown. And that's the other that's thing the though. Problem. Like, that's well, a bigger issue than this isolated. But incident. that could, that it could can. happen with, if you stand in front of the TV and my team is playing, if, the, the, you Which gave me ranch gross. instead of uh, blue cheese. I mean, people There's have meltdowns kind of, for all kinds of things. So, yeah. you know, I, I was just listening to another podcast today and, and they were talking about, you know, an unhealthy obsession with fitness. Mm-hmm. And how does that manifest in, you know, allowing your body to heal and communicating that. And so maybe this person needs to kind of involve himself in, 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 in his partner's uh, gym kind of experience and maybe understand, you know, Oh, he was a chubby kid. He was teased, and this is really important to him. Yeah, he's I getting, think they, you know, he's afraid of that, or you know, he has body issues that he's trying to reconcile. Like it manifests in different ways. Yeah, you know? I think if they maybe just have an open, honest yeah. conversation about it, they maybe can both be a little bit happier with this yeah. part of their lives. Like you bug out if you can't go to the gym. What's up like with why? that? Why? And at the same time, I want to respect you, and I want you to. But I need some context. Yeah, help me out. Let's yeah. work on this mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. How can I be better at that? And Let's go yeah. from there. And, and I think it's it's cool. Like, you know, it's funny. We actually um, – and he had brought this up. Uh, we, I brought up the fantasy football thing a while ago. If you guys play fantasy football, we, we got that expert ranking um, going, and the link is in the description of Dear Albie for the official ranking, so get them because they're fun because that was the whole – uh, conversation forever ago about a girl who's her, her boyfriend was obsessed with fantasy football and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so I, I Candace and, and Nando got together um, and we did this whole little fun little thing to help you guys, you know, jump in and play and have some fun with it. It is actually very addicting and it's fun. Um, so jump into that. Also, um, love to see it. The love to see it podcast. 
Oh, uh, yeah. We did a promo swap with them. It's a show you guys, I think, will love. They're doing one for us on their show, so they're fans of ours, too, which we greatly appreciate. Very, 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 very nice group. Um, and, look, I don't think it's selfish, but if, you know, you love us, I love you. It's pretty simple. It's, easy. it's yeah. a very, very simple, you know, I'm very transactional like that. You know what I mean? But it's called the Love to See It podcast. You listen to it. It's, it's a, a lot of the kind of th- – you've been trying to get me to watch um, – the Bachelor, essentially, for how long? Uh, as long as I've known you, which is about a year. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because when it came up and they wanted to do the swap, I was listening to it, and then Nat got all into it. And it was a whole thing. But check them out also. They're super, super, super fun. So, again, that's love to see it, and we love you guys, and we love to see the support. Very, very nice. So Thank we're you. supporting yes. you guys right back. Thank you. Um, we're going to play a little promo for you guys on that also, so check them out. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. Maybe you remember our old show, Here to Make Friends. Now we're the hosts of Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Love to See It is out now. Follow us or subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you listen. Outside of that, we got more questions um, to get out at the gym because I'm starting to feel shitty about myself for not being in the gym when I hear about this guy's got two hours a day to spend in there. <laughs> uh, here we go. Dear Albie, my name is Samantha. I am 24 years old and would love your advice on a few things. Long story short, I grew up in a very toxic and abusive household that has created a lot of insecurity and anxiety in my life. Fast forward to when I was 19. I got into a relationship with a guy that is older than me that I met at a previous job. I moved in with him at 21, and for the first time in my life, I felt free. I'm still with him, but I think the relationship isn't serving me anymore. We've had many problems, and I do love him, but I'm not sure love is enough at this point because I feel that we are more good friends rather than lovers. I currently do not have a career, and a big reason why the relationship has dragged on this long is because I really don't want to move back in with my parents as my mental health was the worst it's ever been in my life when I was there, and I can't afford my own place. We also have a dog together that we both love, which is another reason why I stay, because I know I wouldn't be able to afford to care for him. My whole life, I have felt this void within me. I don't have a career, I don't know what to do with my life, and I feel lost. Can you give me any tips or advice on how to turn my life around? I feel that my youth is passing me by, and all I want in life is to thrive and enjoy life, and I don't know where to start. Sam. All right, Samantha, start with stop making excuses and reasons. We all have stories. We all have things. We all have experiences. At this point, you're 24. You're young. You have your entire life. Find a career. Find an interest. Go to yoga. Meditate. For two hours a day. Try to to connect with some aspect of yourself so you can fill your own void. You know, I, I... I have this woman that I follow on Instagram and she was like, nobody's going to come. Like nobody's going to come and save you. Nobody's going to wake you up out of the bed. When I wake up in the morning to go to hot yoga, I don't want to do it. I don't want to wake up when the sun isn't up and I don't want to, but I do it because I understand it's important for me. And part of that getting up, even though I don't want to proves to myself that I can do the things that are difficult in life. And you have to, at some point build the stamina to face the difficult things and know that you're going to be okay and you're going to be okay because you 
are going to be okay for yourself. All you have at the end of the, of the day is yourself. That's it. And it is overwhelming, though. I mean, I also grew up in an emotionally abusive household until I was also 19. So I, I get that. The best advice that I can give you, because I know how overwhelming it is, you have to take a first step. So just write down some things that you want to focus on, if that's figuring out your relationship, um, trying to think about your hobbies, things that you like to do. You don't have to be like, I need to pick a career today. No. Just write down some you know, broad things that you know you want to tackle and figure out your first step. Just one step at a time. It sounds really cliche. Otherwise, you will just stay in bed and be overwhelmed. You have yeah. to figure out how to make that first move and then just keep doing that one thing at a time. That's it. I heard once movement is medicine. I yeah. heard once. And because, look, I think when you're stagnant with things, you reflect on stuff. And when you reflect on stuff, you can only reflect on the past. And when you get that type of like feedback loop, it gives you the anxiety about the future because yeah. you think it's going to be repetitive, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So the more time you spend beyond that, like, look, you might not be able to get. So she keeps saying, I don't have a career. Right. No one. Yeah. So that's what all is right. that? You don't have to be a surgeon. That's what I'm no. saying. Just, like, just get, a, get, get out there. Little, Whatever. Get you know? a little job and put some money away and yeah. uh, and just you know you'll get to wherever you decide you want to be mm-hmm. when you get there. Well, let's be very clear about something too. From how a lot of the job market is right now, for the career you want, they're going to 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 be more opportunities out there than not. So pick an environment that you like being in. Right. You just said, hey. You know, you have a dog, right? And you wouldn't be able to afford to care for your dog. I mean, it might be as simple as even volunteering at other yeah. places if you want to get out and meet more people. But, like, maybe look into, hey, you know, um, I might want to go to to vet school. If you don't have the money to do that, all right, maybe I want to just go learn how to be a dog groomer, okay? Anthropology is my favorite you know, store. I'm going to get a job whatever. there. Or, hey, and just make some money yeah. until I figure I'm, out what I want yeah. to do Starting next. a dog walking business. I mean, That's Jules it. has been cleaning up on that stuff forever, yeah. okay? Like, Jules walks everybody's dogs. So this is the thing. Like, there are you – ha- you're naming interests in this yeah. that – Pursue them one way or the other. And, yeah, that might not be the career you want to have, but it might just get you moving enough mm-hmm. to say, hey, I connected with this other person yeah. that saw how my work ethic is and now wants me to go and work here. Yeah. Like, these are all things that could potentially shift the direction of your life one way or another. But the first thing you got to do is when you're talking about turning something around, yeah. it feels very heavy. Yeah. And I can acknowledge that you've been through a lot, right? But you're not going to undo all of that stuff yeah. with a big, giant, boom, amazing day and your whole life has yeah. changed. Exactly. It's a series of really, really, really small, like, pops yeah. that create that amount of consistency to make big change that you look back on a year from now and you're like, wow, I've come a long way with this, this, and this. But – that's right. Like it's a, it's a lot more about starting and, and, and understanding that it's not going to shift in a day. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I think that you are – it also like talking about the boyfriend and stuff, right? Like this is the type of thing also where I feel like people um, – you got to be – you got to be in things for the right reasons yeah. and you can't just look at the the positive of being a di- in a di- different, env- different environment yeah. like – you're going to have to get self like the your key no matter what is going to be you being to get being able to get in a position where you can self sustain right yeah. and 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 support your own you know um aspirations and goals and whatever else you want to you want to uh, uh fight towards but i would just kind of pay attention to the things you're doing 
by accident that you're interested in. Maybe you're reading books and whatever, whatever. Like, just get yourself in a situation where you can go out, you know, spend some time, make some money, meet some more people, and let it come to you. And abuse is really about control. Mm -hmm. And by you allowing the control of your life to still be controlled by the abuse or to be controlled by your lack of independence, you're giving into that story. You know, you are the main character in your story. So if you're the main character, look at yourself as the main character and you get to decide. You get to, you know, choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm. And it's literally just getting up and doing it. And you're going to be scared and it's going to suck. And you might have to eat ramen noodles. And, you know, you might share a studio or apartment with somebody else. But you know what? The greatest thing that I've learned about being an adult is learning to trust my decision-making skills. Mm -hmm. And the only way you do that is by making decisions. And all of them are going to be wrong, but one of them is going to be right. And you hold on to that. And then you just keep focusing on that. You know, I'm 50. I'm in my third career at this point. And, you know, I'm willing to change. I can always go back. And I – that – isn't even an option anymore and if that's not an option for you to go back then you can only go forward and you can only go forward by looking ahead taking a step and deciding what you like you can't go to a restaurant and be like "Mm, i don't want a burger Mm, i don't want chicken fingers what what do you want figure that out and you don't know until you taste it you're gonna have to try some things try some things and just because you try something doesn't mean you have to do that thing forever and you decide this is not for me Try something Try else. Something you're not to... stuck if you get a job somewhere while you're figuring things out. You and hate that? Get a different one. Get therapy too. Talk oh, to yes. somebody. Get Find another group of people who are within your age group or older who have been through what you've gone through that you can really realize that A, you're not alone, and B, it doesn't define you. The story, all of that, it's not who you are. It's what happened to you, and what you do with that is who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, also, too, look, you're, you're 24. Your yeah. youth is not passing you by. So much Please don't say that. That's that, that number one. Yeah. Number, and that, that's number one. <laughs> number two, you say you want to thrive and enjoy life. You can thrive at any age. That's not like, oh, man, like, you, you, know, you missed your thrive years. That's not a thing. Yeah. Look at there, Oprah. She's balling. Well, look, there, She's there's – Everybody's got their own – you know, th- they're going to hit their stride at their own pace. You yeah. know, I've had times in my life – where I thought I had it figured out and things were going in an amazing direction and that turned out to be a complete disaster. I've had times where I thought I was in complete deep shit that were the best things I was ever involved in. So it's hard for... For, for me to, to, to ever get behind and support painting things with that kind of brush. You just always gotta look at, you know... I also don't like the idea and the identity of like saying, hey, what do I do with my life? Like I feel lost. Being lost, number one is also a very freeing yeah. place to be because you're not then tied down to any one construct of what you think life is going to be. So everything's an opportunity at that Choose point. Choose a path and you know see where I mean? it goes. That's fun. That's freedom. You know, t- yeah. Try some shit out. But I think to say to anybody, hey, what do I do with my life? The key word is my life. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you what to do with your life. Even if you but might, just because you're not passionate about something, maybe you just haven't discovered what that you is yet. You haven't found the or, passion. Or, you're, not, or you're ignoring it. You're, you're not, you're not yeah. acknowledging, you're not probably acknowledging your passion because you're so caught up, mm-hmm. worried about, 
you know, what's going to happen to you. The that fear you're not... of going backwards. Exactly. Yeah. The and fear we... of failure, the fear, yeah. of, fear and... of not loving whatever the next choice is. You know, like now, whenever I doubt myself, I always think like at one point in time, I don't know when, but I'm going to take my last breath. And I'm going to be the only person there. And I'm going to be the only person who's going to know that's my last breath. And it's frightening. It's scary. But it's the truth. Yeah, this is a good and turn. it's not my life. I am the life. Like, it really is what I am and how we're here. Mm-hmm. All our hearts are beating. Our skin is shedding. Our blood cells are dying and, re- you know, rejuvenating and getting it together. Every opportunity is an opportunity for you to just do something. Just do something. Do it, hate it, do something else, hate it, do something yeah. else, love it. Try to get a job at a coffee shop, get a job in retail, volunteer. You know yeah. what I mean? There's plenty of plenty of places where you can get a job where you don't need to have a college background, where you can really grow and develop and, and find a nurturing team. You just have to put yourself out there to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Good hang, guys. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think the pod squad is pretty cool. Yeah, I pod think, think we're yeah. good. And let us know how this works. What was her name? Was that Sam- Samantha? Sam. Yeah. Sam, let us know how this goes. You know, yeah. keep in touch. Let us know what the updates yeah. are. Give us I've, a I have so many people that we have to reconnect with. Yeah. So much been uh, has been happening. Um, uh, down to the alien ship. Uh, we're gonna have that conversation. I still think that the aliens would have taken me because of my lobotomy tattoo. Like, is that written consent? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm just anyway. I think that's <laughs> some hubris to be like, oh, aliens want me. Like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe, they would have definitely chosen do. me. <laughs> you never they know. Yes, old. and that alien just wants citizenship. Hey, <laughs> green card. <laughs> Guys, we love you all very, very much. Uh, Dear, I'll be at gmail.com. Write in your questions. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.